0: Welcome to the Futurist, Public, Intellectual. Netflix released a documentary called White Hot, which traces the rise and fall of the legendary brand Abercrombie & Fitch. For those of you who are either not into fashion or weren't aware of ANF's dominance of the cultural zeitgeist in the 90s and the early 2000s, it was a clothing brand that had the most conspicuous marketing. Due to its blatant adulation of white beauty and its concomitant racist business practices, ANF was on the receiving end of protests and lawsuits, one of which even made it to the Supreme Court. The problem with the documentary is that it decided to take a very predictable, woke approach to the topic. For example, as the documentary points out, Abercrombie and Fitch combined heritage, Elitism, sex, and exclusivity. I'm not understanding how this formula is any different than other fashion brands that sell heritage, elitism, and exclusivity. Looking at you, Louis Vuitton. If anything, ANF's innovation was its use of provocative, particularly male focused, sexualized imagery. Exclusivity is presented as a problem, but When one has a particular vision, even a racist vision, then some things are going to be excluded. One doesn't stand for something by trying to be everything to everyone. The whole point of a capitalist system is that people get to create products and services that fit their visions, and we let the market decide whether they are worthy. If the market likes them, it will reward them. If not, the market will naturally bankrupt the company. For example, the straight romantic comedy or even the gay romantic comedy doesn't need to cater to any particular demographic. Whoever is interested in the topic can enjoy and partake in the movie and anyone else can ignore it. If that demographic is enough to sustain that particular movie, then it'll be a success. If that demographic can't sustain it, then the filmmakers have to ask themselves if they can economically proceed with such projects in the future. If Americans are committed to capitalism, then unless it's a matter of criminality, business ventures can simply be left to survive market forces. Corporations are not responsible for fighting the culture wars. They have to abide by fair labor laws, minimum wage standards, etc., But those are objective in a way that the acceptability of t-shirts that make racist jokes about Chinese people is not. If you don't like racist t-shirts, don't buy them. It doesn't make sense to me that Abercrombie & Fitch should be villainized, but not Hooters. Hooters has discriminatory hiring practices for their servers. They are prejudiced against women with small breasts and all men. Why aren't we forcing Hooters to have equal representation in terms of male servers and women with small breasts? Because that isn't the business model. Just like ANF's business model was selling an aspirational lifestyle based on upper-crust white waspiness, if you're a gay man who doesn't want to see large breasts for his entire life, you are free to avoid Hooters. If you're an Asian or Black American who finds white wasps to be unappealing, then don't shop at Abercrombie & Fitch. It's so mind-bogglingly simple. Furthermore, if you go to the FUBU website, not a single non-Black model is modeling the clothes. Discrimination with a capital D, everyone. It's rather sad that A&F, in its current incarnation, is a shadow of its former self from a fashion design perspective. The power of a fashion brand is in the execution of its particular vision, whether it's the avant-garde perspective of Alexander McQueen or the athletic prowess of Nike. When a brand like Abercrombie & Fitch has to dilute itself to appease the woke masses, then it's neither a clothing company nor a vehicle for social change. It's just a hollow shell that doesn't stand for anything. Thank you for listening to the Futurist Public Intellectual.